The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you. Whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate but climbs over elsewhere is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. As the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him, because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him, because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. The sheep follow the shepherd because they know his voice. It's a very simple statement, but one that begs the question of, how well do I really know the voice of the shepherd? How well do I really know the voice of Jesus Christ? And if we just pause with that very, very simple and yet very, very important question, we may be stunned looking across our lives at how many times we followed the voice of a false shepherd. It's so easy to do. On the one hand, there can be the struggle when we're growing up and our desire to be popular and accepted, to follow voices that promise us those things but do us no good. We have many voices that speak to us on a regular basis. We often follow the voice of our uncertainty, the voice of our insecurity, the voice of our anger. We can follow the voice of our sense of being guilty about something. We have many voices in our culture promising many things, saying, follow me and listen to me. And if we simply do the math of the words that arrive in our ears on a daily basis, of the words that just rattle around our minds on a daily basis or those long periods at night when we can't sleep, whose voice are we listening to? Whose voice do we really know? 
Because when we put it that way, it seems that the voice of Jesus is the voice of the stranger. It's less familiar than all of these other things that speak to me so relentlessly, so continuously. And so again, we come back to this word, Jesus. My sheep know my voice, and they follow me. The sheep will not follow a stranger. And then if we're honest, to the extent that the Lord is a stranger in my life, I won't be following him. However much it might look like it to an outside observer. Because the sheep doesn't follow a stranger. Because it doesn't recognize his voice. As the Lord speaks this way, he doesn't do it to simply introduce a corrective into our hearts, but note how important that very simple statement is. To follow me requires knowing my voice. And that sounds counterintuitive at first, because we often think of following as a matter of the eyes. I see you. I watch where you're going, and I walk the same way. But note that before the seeing and the walking happens, there's a hearing and a listening. And why? Because the shepherd calls the members of his flock by name. And it is that. It is knowing the voice of the one who most truly speaks my name, who most fully speaks my name, that I come to the point where I learn to recognize the voice of the shepherd. And so again, let's just linger with that for a moment, because for how important our names are, we think about them and their significance far too little. In fact, when we're growing up and we're in school and they pass out those big crayons in kindergarten, what's the first thing we learn how to write? It's our name. And after learning how to write our name, we can't even count how many times we've had to write it. We put our, use our name to mark our stuff. You know, my parents sent me to school, my name was on my lunch bag too. When we do homework and we hand it in, we learn you put your name on top and that means you're owning your work. As we get older, there's that experience of the paycheck, often with too few zeros on it. But the important thing with the paycheck is not just the amount, it's the name that's on it, which means this is mine. I've earned this. This comes to me. Our names are vitally important. They become markers not just of our identity, but of what is ours. And how our names are spoken makes a great difference to us. There's the experience of my name being spoken in anger or frustration. There can be the experience of someone using my name dismissively. And when my name is spoken in that way, it's negative for me. 
there are many who will go through lives speaking their own name quietly to themselves in that kind of negative key and register. I'm a failure. I'm no good. I'm not going to amount to anything. Everything is too hard for me. It happens. Then there's that experience of someone speaking my name, and I can hear in how my name is pronounced that this person is actually delighted to see me, happy to be with me. There is the note of friendship in the pronunciation of a name. There can be the note of love. And when my name is spoken in that way, that does something different to me, something positive. The shepherd calls his sheep by name. To really know the voice of Jesus, we have to sooner or later start right there. To allow the Lord to name us, to allow the Lord to say our name, to allow the Lord who spilled his blood for me and for you to speak your name my name, in that same love with which he laid his life down for me and for you. How different my name would sound, hearing it pronounced that way. And when the name is pronounced that way, there is also an invitation. It is not simply the Lord saying, I know you. It is the Lord saying, I want you with me. Note how powerful that is. The shepherd speaks the name of his sheep. And the sheep, hearing his or her name, knows the shepherd and moves to the shepherd. Because the reason the shepherd speaks the name is he wants his flock with him. How absolutely wonderful that is. And this image of the Lord, the shepherd going in a sense, to the pen where the sheep are gathered is a curious one. Because note what he does. He goes there, he calls the name, and he leads them out from that place. And this, too, is fundamental to what the Lord does and why we name him the Good Shepherd. Because the shepherd is the one who isn't simply content to watch over the flock, but who will lead the flock to the right place and the good place. And so now, as the shepherd speaks the name of the members of his flock, what does he do? He says, come out of there with me. Let me lead you out of there. And there might not be a bad place, but it's not the best place. And so note, the name is spoken. The voice is recognized, and it is time to move from where I am right now to the better place to which the Lord would lead me. And sometimes that's the Lord speaking my name to call me out of my insecurities. Sometimes it's the Lord speaking my name to call me out of my guilt that I might be forgiven. Sometimes it's the Lord speaking 
my name into my pride to call me out of that. Sometimes it's the Lord speaking my name into the good I've been doing to call me to move to something even better. That's the wonder of the mystery we celebrate on this fourth Sunday of Easter, the Sunday of the Good Shepherd. Every year the church pauses on this Sunday to contemplate Jesus quite simply under that beautiful title, The Shepherd. I am the Good Shepherd. The shepherd who lays down his life for the flock, the shepherd who speaks in a way that his flock can recognize so that hearing their names called by him, they move. They move together and he leads them. And how wonderful that is. This idea of where do we follow Jesus? Because that's a question, again, we don't always pause and consider. We say a lot, I need to follow Jesus. The next question is, where are we going? Where does he take us? Where does he lead us? And the first place Jesus leads those who follow him is into their own lives. It's not simply follow me with your living, it's follow me into your living the right way. Let me lead you back into your life. Let me call you out of your false sense of who you are, and let me lead you into who you truly are. Follow me. And as we do that, we also are on the pathway that leads to heaven, that leads to eternal life. But note that very important statement with which our gospel reading concludes. I have come, and then the Lord gives the reason, I have come so that. And again, we pause there because we have ready answers that sometimes stop us short even though they're correct. Jesus comes to save us. Jesus comes to heal us. Jesus comes to set us free. That's all true. But note what he says here. Why does the shepherd call the name of the sheep? Why does the shepherd come and lead his flock? I have come that you might have life and have it with greater abundance. That is why I have come. Why does Jesus give his life on the cross? To set us free from sin, yes, so that we might have life and have it with abundance. And so note what he says right there when he speaks of leading his flock. That is where he is calling his flock to go. That is why he says your name and my name. Because I have come to lead you into the true abundance of living, well and rightly and joyfully. And if we're honest, isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we seek? And isn't that the false promise sometimes we reach after too quickly when a worldly voice promises it to us but can't deliver it? I have come 
that you might have life and have it with abundance. And how beautiful that is, that the more I learn to recognize his voice, the more I learn to respond as he calls out to me, the more I can follow him along the way that leads to truly abundance, to true abundance. On the one hand, an eternal abundance that will not pass away in heaven with him, but on the other hand, a tremendous abundance of living here on earth. Not for some other time, but for now. And as the Lord speaks this way, he holds out a very beautiful truth. The more our hearts are open to the Lord and the more we respond to him, the broader, the wider, and the more expansive our lives become. It doesn't mean we get taller. It doesn't mean I lose all the gray that's going into my hair. It doesn't mean that Physically, I look different or become larger. What it does mean is this. Even small and simple experiences of good and joyfulness are deeper, richer, fuller, and more abundant because of him. That as I live, what seems small has a greatness about it. And what is truly good and truly right and truly great has a depth and a permanence and a richness about it it doesn't have in any other way. I have come that you might have life and have it with abundance. Not just more experiences, not just different experiences, but a greater depth and a greater richness in the experience of living. What a great promise that is. And so the shepherd says, do not let me be a stranger to you. Learn to recognize my voice. Let me call your name and then step forward and let me lead you into a truly full living. And how wonderful it is that in just a few minutes from this altar, this great shepherd is here. And he doesn't climb over the fence or the wall like a robber. He steps out of heaven to this altar. And from this altar he comes down, and though our ears do not hear him speak, here in this place today he calls each and every one of us by name. And how beautiful that is as he comes down, and we recognize his presence, and we feel the call and recognize his voice. What do we do? We who know the voice of the shepherd get up and we come forward. We come forward to him, we stretch out our hands to him. And on the one hand, we receive him. But the simple fact of the matter is when mass is over and we go back out through those doors, it's not we who are bringing Jesus to the world. It is Jesus who is carrying us and leading us back out into our lives. Let him lead you this day, because he will lead you well. Let him lead you this day and begin to experience that marvelous abundance that he does come to give you. Amen.